Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hello, Ryan. Welcome back. Great to be with you today. You too, man. Today we're going to talk about outsourcing. Uh, And actually, this will be the first of two episodes. We're going to break it up because there's a lot to talk about. But one of the ways to maximize profitability uh, with operations is to look at what I call strategic outsourcing. Uh, We've talked a bit about that. And I'm going to break it down into uh, two parts. The first one we're going to talk about today is project outsourcing. Uh, And then the next episode will be people outsourcing and and two areas there, at least two areas for uh, outsourcing. So uh, let me first say, I think agencies will be forced over the next few years to consider outsourcing as a strategic option. And the reason I say that is demographics. You know, we've mentioned this before in a couple other episodes, but agency staff is retiring. We have this big turnover in older people moving out of the workforce, younger people coming into the workforce, having difficulty finding staff to fill positions that we need. And I think outsourcing is absolutely an option to to be considered that may not be right for everybody. So I always try to be clear. I'm not saying you should do this, but I'm saying you should examine the pluses and the minuses, the pros and cons of at least exploring this as an option. I will differentiate with you a little bit. I think it's necessary. I think if you're not able to outsource, what that means is you're not able to identify certain tasks that are lower value. Um, That means that you're keeping your high value people on lower value tasks, and ultimately that will run you dry. So I think that it's imperative to get some of this stuff off of off of internal internal operations typically that in my experience outsource failure is because you don't have operational chops and so each organization especially in this agency space has to has to be able to identify those tasks and identify what gets out of here yeah i i agree with that and and i think there are, like i said a couple of areas here and, and even in the project outsourcing i'll, I'll break it down into into two areas the first is EA or VA, uh, executive assistant or virtual assistant. And I see this a lot outside the insurance industry. What is it? Just when you, when you say EA, VA, when you say virtual assistant, what is, what is that? Well, think about back maybe if a while ago, I was going to say a few years, I hesitated on that one, but maybe 10 or 15 years ago, executives had an assistant. Mm-hmm handled calendar and and phone calls, kind of the gatekeeper to the executive and right kind of managed that individual and did a lot of tasks that the executive needed done but shouldn't do themselves. Right. Filling so, out expense reports, <clears throat> travel arrangements. Travel arrangements. I mean all I mean there really are a lot of potential tasks mm-hmm. that uh, that could be done there. So executive assistant in the name there kind of is someone close to you. Virtual assistant is virtually the same thing, but not necessarily in your office, right? So it could be somebody that you hire for five hours a week or 10 or 20 or maybe full time. And I know a number of pretty high powered executives that have virtual assistants that do a lot of that work for them. 
And I know very few agency personnel that have that support. Sure. And I'm, I'm probably talking now to agency owners and producers. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not going to be viable for an account manager, That's internal right. staff, but certainly agency owners and producers. And I think the question they need to ask themselves is, is the work you're doing, whatever it is right now, $20 an hour work or $1,000 an hour work? And if it's $20 an hour work, who could do it better, faster, to free you up to do what you're good at, what, what I call your unique ability? What, what is it? Producer, I would say, successful producer, unique ability is what? Sales. Sales, being with a client. That's right. Nobody else in the agency can do it. Right. And so what do they spend their time doing? Back office stuff. Back office, you know. And they hate to do that, too. Typically, they do. Yeah, and they're not great at it because they're not detailed folks. They're not detailed persons, so stuff falls through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Having a person that can do those tasks Mm -hmm. for them, it could be prospect management. It could be reminding them of, here are the five people you need to call today because you said you were going to do that. It could be scheduling appointments. Why is the producer going back and forth on scheduling a phone call or an in-person appointment? I think that's one of those things you put a list together and we put that on the site for our, our listeners to come. Just say, hey, here's 10 things that we see commonly where a virtual assistant will be able to plug in. Because those are typically not super expensive. I mean, and they're easy to engage, right? Yep, they are. And they aren't very expensive. And then again, different firms and there, I mean, different ways to, to go about doing that and different levels of competence on that sure. individual. But I think that's the first level that is outsourcing. You're, you're taking a task that you're doing now and you're moving it. You're, 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 you're able to reallocate your time more valuably. Correct. Okay. And again, my criteria looking at this is, is it $20 an hour work or $1,000 an hour work? Right. And if I can do more $1,000 an hour work, guess what's going to happen? You're going you're gonna to have more value. I'm going to have more value. I'm going right. to make more money. I'm going to, you know, all of those. And maybe free up my time to do other things. And you'll probably be happier. Yeah. And, and for me, it's not all about business. It's about, hey, freeing up time to get home at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock and have dinner with the family. It's freeing up time to... Well, that's what everybody says, right? Is right. Time is the commodity that we all are short on. Yep. And so, yeah, I think if you can plug that in, that's awesome. Now, I have to be transparent here. I still do my own travel. I travel a lot. I still I still do $20 an hour work. And I have attempted about two years ago to, to hire, I did hire a VA, failed miserably because I was unable, unwilling, couldn't get my hands off all that busy work. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at it. I'm really good at making my travel arrangements. <laughs> The question, I, and, and this is a goal for me this year, literally a goal is to hire a person to help me with this stuff that right. I am, even I'm good at, but I shouldn't be doing. Right. So I say that because there is a mental game that goes on to allow someone else to help you. And I think that goes, I think that's through all the outsourcing that we're going to talk about, trust. Trust is what you're talking about. Will that the end product be what I would have delivered? You know, and, and I can almost guarantee that it will not be as good as doing it myself, mm-hmm. but it will be ninety plus percent as good. That's right. And that's, a, and I'm prepping myself now. So you know, well, it's like cleaning, don't hold me accountable yet. But uh, well, it's like cleaning the kitchen. 
I'm never going to clean the kitchen as great as my wife does, right? Right. But I'll do it good enough good that enough. she won't have to. That's and right. So that's, that's the goal. And that's she'll appreciate goal. you that's, having done it. There you that's go. Right? There you go. So that's really the first level. And, and again, a lot more detail in that. Uh, and maybe we'll explore a little bit later if there's an interest on kind of what all those tasks are and how to actually do it and firms that you can contact to, to do that. But that's, that's the first level that I see. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm excited about the second one because I think the second one that you're going to talk about is an enhancement of capabilities that an agency might never have been able to acquire before without hiring somebody. And so, you know, as, as you talk through that project, so that is really an enhancement of the value proposition that the agencies can bring. Yeah, so the second is project outsourcing, mm-hmm. right? So individual outsourcing, EA, and then project outsourcing. So agencies have projects all the time. I want to make a YouTube short, video. Yeah, short duration very well-defined, typically, very specific work, and that much of it, not all of it, you'll have to figure out what you're comfortable with, but much of that can be outsourced. So, Ryan, I tell people all the time that agencies need to have more video, Mm -hmm. but what's the problem? Who does it in the agency? Who does it in the agency? That's right. Who does the editing? Who does, who knows how to post it on YouTube? Who, I mean, all of those kinds of things, that's a project that Mm -hmm. can be outsourced. There are people literally across the globe who are experts at doing that, that you can hire to do that for you. The, the challenge, I think, for some agencies is, again, they have to, like you said, they have to define that project very, very well. They have to understand what the goal is in mind. And, and that, I think, keeps them from going down those avenues sometimes more than anything else. Yes. You know. So let me give you a couple of examples. These are... Agencies I know have used project outsourcing sites, and I'll give you the list of those here in just a minute. Uh, one agency had developed, this was a couple years ago, a workers' compensation program around construction and a very specific 12-step process to help a, a construction client better develop their work comp program, save money, get mods down, right, all of that kind of stuff. Their 12 steps they wanted to create images, illustrations for each of those 12 steps. They're going to use them on postcards, on their website, mm-hmm. on you know other material. And so they went to a online platform. They submitted the project. So they knew the 12 steps. They knew they wanted illustrations. They wanted construction related. So they were very specific on the requirements of the job. And they posted their request for proposal. Now, on this platform, people who have the skill of illustration, graphic, et cetera, were notified that this project was now available. And they came back and bid Mm -hmm. or said, here's how much we would charge to do this project. Mm -hmm. They also included, as part of that, a portfolio maybe of their prior work. Included in the platform is how many projects they've done totally, what's their total earnings, and perhaps most importantly, a one to five star rating over all of their projects. So now the agency owner could go back, get all those proposals back, and start reviewing them and making decisions about who they wanted to pick to actually do the illustrations. Well, They ended up spending uh, about $300, got those 12 illustrations back, exactly the specifications that they wanted, and significantly cheaper than if they had gone to somebody locally. And frankly, who would you even know who to go to? That's right. Right? So platform 
provides access. Mm -hmm. So people who have services and skills that they want to sell with people who have a project that they need done. Now, I've done personally, I've done everything from uh, first draft of manuals. I had several manuals created. I created the, an extensive, pretty detailed outline. They went in and researched, did a first draft. I came back, went through, edited it, changed all of that, but I got that first draft done. And in several cases, they were twelve to 15,000 words. So pretty big project. I think the most I ever spent was $500. Yeah, and I, I've done a lot of work. On, I, and when you talk about the gamut and the variety, I had an expatriated uh, lawyer write an NDA for me. He was sitting in uh, China, but we had a product that we needed a, an NDA for, and I was very heavily involved with Elance at the time. We've run just a ton of projects through there personally. Um, and it, it cost me, you know, 150 bucks and uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes of back and forth. You know, I think one of the things you get good at as you use those platforms, first and foremost, just be aware that there's not a problem that you have today that you probably can't go out to something and find, right? Somebody who can do it. Th that's right. You, yeah. you have a crazy idea. You know what? <clears throat> infographics. You want an infographic created to illustrate a certain kind of risk to your client and in a niche. There you go. Go to this platform, put it out there, and you'll have 500 people come back, and you can pick which one you want. Sorting through those responses, you get better with that over time. So, so don't get intimidated by that. Start very small. But I've run software projects through there. I, I've been a provider on there. Um, I, that's how I've met several. Oh, 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 oh you got to stop here. I didn't know this. So you actually were a provider of services. Were. For through three years, we did about $200,000 worth of business through Elance when it was there. I had an offshore development team that we would... Uh, that And this is at an agency... This was on my own consulting time. On your own time. consulting time. Yeah. Okay. And so I was working at an agency at the time, and so we did leverage them some for the agency. That's where we got our website built. You know, that's where we go and get this stuff done. Instead of paying $50,000 for X, you go out there, find a good partner. And then I usually work with these people over time. There's a Vietnamese guy that I work with every day right now. He's a WordPress ninja. The dude charges 15 bucks an hour, hard as heck to beat. You know, wow. Okay, and he's just awesome. We, I might have to get his name because uh, <laughs> I might have a, a WordPress project or a plugin project or two. And so, yeah, I mean, you, I, I provided a lot of different projects. I think we ran 120 projects in that amount of time, and I was able to work with uh, you know a Vietnamese person, uh, some some Pakistani folks, and a Russian team. And I was their front end, and so client would have their projects out there. We would go bid on them, tell them our capabilities. And if they picked us, we'd start that back and forth. But then I would hire people as well to shore up skill sets that we didn't have. Legal stuff, you know, I, that's how we got our business plan done for a startup that we had. So I really think it's 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 up to the each listener to figure out what capability you want. At our agency, my first project when I got in there, they wanted a whiteboard video, one of those little videos that the person draws. Draws on the board. That's and, right. Yep. So we got that done for about $1,000. That video is still used today, you know, and that was four years ago. Right. So you get a lot of mileage out of that stuff. Um, absolutely. Um, what are some tips for maximizing uh, response or using the platforms the best? What, what, what are some things you've found, either pitfalls to avoid or things to make sure you do? I think that where you spend the most amount of your time is vetting out the responses. So I think that the more tightly you de can define the project and the, the higher you make the uh, the more criteria you use. Like if you want somebody to be a writer for you, 
Make sure you confine that to America, probably, because I've seen some writing that comes out of some other countries that may not be what you are looking for. Yeah, and I I actually have a specific example of that just to help you understand. So I I do some writing projects and uh, have used uh, some people in India, which are great, right, very knowledgeable. And the English there, for writing purposes, is what I call British India English. Mm -hmm. Spoken very well, written, there are some quirks. Right. So you need to be aware of that Otherwise, you'll be potentially disappointed when, when you come back. Or what I've often done is I have somebody else edit what I receive from them when it comes back. That's right. Uh, before I do a final edit and a review uh, of that. So that's just an example of specifying American English, not no. British English, not you know, right. any other. And these platforms allow you to pick, you know, if you want somebody in New York City, because you're in New York City, you can say, hey, only have my pool come from New York City. So it's it's based on what you're trying to accomplish, you have a lot of ability to scale what you're looking for. In some cases, you're not going to care. Like the person that did some infographic work for me was Brazilian, but he did awesome stuff. Yeah, you know? I, w- I wanted to, a, a caution there is don't be afraid to go overseas. That's absolutely, right? absolutely. Because because again, it could be your expat That's right. who's overseas and or great talent literally worldwide. And that, that's one of the things that I see really changing is now you, your agency, no matter how small you are, can tap into skills and abilities of anybody almost literally in the world. I've dealt with people in Pakistan, India, Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think where else, uh, I mean, multiple countries. That's right. You know, my, my, my primary graphics developer, the, the people that do my, the most of my graphics work for me are Russian. But agencies a lot of times get very nervous. Uh, okay, very so that, nervous. I was getting ready to bring up the security that's right, that's question. Right. That yeah. absolutely kind of hits. That and probably China, right? Yeah. might be too hot. Well, well, I mean, we were. I was dealing with Pakistan in 2011 and 2012, so we were like FedExing and and uh, Western Expressing, is that what it is? Uh, money. Oh, money. Yeah, money Western over Express. There, yeah. Where we would send like here's $8,000 check to Pakistan. And, you know, there's no way I'm not worried about who's looking at my... I knew everything was on the up and up and we were doing... I had everything documented. But it was absolutely kind of one of those things that you were like, okay, let me make sure all everything is dotted the right way. Right. Because, I mean, it is, you have concerns. There are concerns. And so some work is going to be effective externally. And sometimes you, you can get business agreements with these American firms or even offshore firms. But the main takeaway, I think, is... There's not anything that you don't that you want to accomplish in your organization that you can't. You as long as you can conceptualize that, you can go to one of these platforms and get that stuff done. I mean, very effectively. Yeah, and and, and like I said, I think the security certainly. I know you, people are questioning that Big in time. their minds, Big right? Time. And it is something I'm aware of when I pick uh, uh, different platforms I use or different people on those platforms, um, and, and allowing access to websites. And I mean, all of those particularities, uh, kind of uh, questions. Yeah, we, I mean, you're very selective. I mean, you, to me, you'd be very careful with any, any kind of data that you were using. This, but a video, you don't really care, right? A right. video could be done anywhere. Right. If I have you analyzing some data from my agency management system, that's probably not going to be outsourced, right? That's probably going to be somebody I have a good relationship with, a BA agreement, some kind of protections, all the different lawyers assigned off on it. Yeah, so. and just to be clear, BA agreement? The business agreement. Business well, associate that, yeah. agreement. Where, right. you're, where you're determining who's culpable and who has what responsibility for where. Right. 
And certainly if it's HIPAA-related, no I mean, again, be smart. Yeah, you got to be Use smart. Use your common sense yeah, yeah. on what you allow some other people access to and, and what that may but as we t- look like. But the agencies today, they need to do some marketing. They need to get out there with video. They Explaining your product to the consumer is such a big deal now, and some of these guys really make it easy to do that. If you can, if you can conceptualize that in your mind, these platforms are available. So let's um, let's talk about some of them okay. and kind of pluses and minuses or what they focus on. So I've had some experience. I know you have too. First one up is ninety nine 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 numeral nine twice designs dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually had I think three or four logos developed using that platform that I use in my business. Um, so they specifically are graphic related, um, logo design certainly. They can do other graphics. Be and it's it, cool. It's a cool experience, right? It's a, it's a fascinating experience. You get 50 different versions <laughs> so, of this. And you're okay. Picking let's let's pause a minute. Let's talk about how it works. So 99design, let's say I put a project on. I have a, a program called Beyond Best Practices, and I wanted a new lo- a logo for that. Went on 99designs, picked the logo project. It was $299. And uh, funded that up front, so everybody knows the money's there. That's right. It's not released. You control of when it it's gets like an paid. escrow. It's an escrow. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And then I filled out this form that said, okay, what are you looking for in a logo? What colors do you want? What do you, you know? What what do you like? What don't you like? All those kinds of things. And then Ryan, just like you said, that's put out to the community. Mm-hmm. And you get actual logo designs back. Yeah. The first round is, and I, I think in my case, I had like 65 or 70. And you can pay more to boost it and get more, you know, you can pay more to get more experienced graphic designers. I didn't felt I needed that. But I got all these des- designs back. So then you can go on the platform and rate them, what you like, what you don't like. Respond back. Change this. I don't like that. What, you know what I mean? And get a, another round. Kind of narrow down now those 65 to maybe... 10. Right. I think it might have been 10, actually. You narrow those down to kind of your finalists. And then what I did, because I realized that it doesn't matter what I like. It only matters what my audience would respond to. So I actually posted that out on my social platforms and said, what do you like? Pick one of those. Top three. And take, if you would, take a minute and tell me why you liked it, why you picked it or why you didn't pick it. Got all of that back, took that feedback, and I picked the winner. And it's fast, right? It's it's seven days. Because if I'm going to a design firm and, and uh, locally, right. right, that's going to be a three or four month engagement. There's all kinds of time and, and energy spent. And I might say you might get a better logo, but how much better? Right, and and I might say you might not get a better logo, and you might not get a better logo because you have some out of the box thinkers that are out there, and you have some folks that are right. really hustling. I mean, so I, I think it is it is so important to have it in the tool belt of the agency. You don't get stopped by problems. Right. You know? Oh, you want this? Let's focus on it. Let's get it done. We can go to these platforms and get it knocked out. And so I pick the winner. The winner gets paid the $299. I get full rights, legal rights, right, right, to their their work. Right. That becomes my property. My next project, literally probably in the next couple of days, is to do the same process for a PowerPoint template. Mm -hmm. So I want to upgrade my template. I want to look more modern. uh, And I do a lot of presentations using PowerPoint. So I'm going to go on 99designs and have them have somebody create that for me. Now, I could go other places, but I probably will go there. But now that's a great thing to talk about because every agency out there uses PowerPoint today. And every agency that I've talked to typically hates their PowerPoint presentations. Mm -hmm. 
but it's because you have a graphic designer in-house that's also an account manager, that's also an accounting person, that's also an IT person. And they slap your logo up. That's right. That's right. So you could go with a theme and say, hey, you know what? I want 15 pages created on a PowerPoint presentation, and I want to be able to convey these thoughts. And there you go. And you could do it for niche. That's right. And we have a construction niche. We have a social service niche. We have a whatever, restaurant right. niche. We have a, you could have a branded to the niche presentation for your PowerPoint and it would co not cost very much money. And then your producers couldn't complain that they didn't get the sale because your PowerPoint presentation looked bad. <laughs> would producers do that? Never. Not at all. Uh, a couple other platforms. Let's do Fiverr. Okay. So fi Fiverr, like five bucks. Everything starts at five bucks. Typically really quick, simple. I've used them for video. I've used them for video intro and outro. So they have already created the template. I like what they have. They plug in my information, and now I've got an animated beginning and end to a video. I've had voiceover. So, again, a little more very, very, very specific, mm -hmm. um, but I, I think I, most I paid is $35. It, it's, and it's, you can do add-ons to get it faster. Right. and right. So, But everything starts at 5 bucks. But, it's a, it's, again, it's a tool that you should at least be aware of that exists today. Correct. And then kind of what uh, what I would call, in my experience, the top of the heap, maybe, uh, Upwork. Yep. So that is a merge company of Elance and Odesk. They merged together and, and rebranded as Upwork. That's the one where I've done writing, manuals, all kinds of stuff. It's, a, it's very good. And Yeah, they take care of your taxes. I mean, again, I, I've done an extensive amount of work on those platforms, and they really do a good job of bringing uh, the world to your doorstep for you to be able to pick the best fit for whatever the project is. Yep. And that can be from a, hey, I've got to create a platform for my clients to log into that's going to be a nine-month engagement. They can do it there. Or it can be, hey, you know what, I want a blogger. And one of the agencies I worked with, we found our blogger, our ghostwriter, so we sent them a schedule, said, hey, every month we want two articles. Here's what we want the articles about. Send those back to us, you know, a month before they're due. We were able to get that article to the producer. They vetted it, went out on the blog as that producer. People were Perfect. like, because of the consistency. Yeah. Right? And it cost yeah. you 1200 bucks for the whole year. And, and I can't tell you how many agencies tell me, oh, we just don't have time to do that. That's right. Right? Well. That's how you do it. That's I mean, how, That's how you do it. And so, I mean, the, that platform to me, it takes the most time to really figure out how to leverage it. And it's a little bit nerve wracking for the first timer to go in there and use. Oh, no question. And, and here's what I'll tell you. Expect to get bad work. Yeah. You're not going to get 100% perfect. I've had a few things that just wasn't quality. Now, I could have complained, quote, I mean, quoting that, but you know what? That's just part of experimenting and trying and testing and learning is you are going to get some bad experiences. But I, I can tell you, very few. Well, and I think that, you know, as you use that platform, the more time you put on the front end to research the topic that you're putting up there, the, the most successful projects have been the ones that are the most defined and then that I have spent the most time vetting out those folks. When I vet out people that I'm working with, that's phone calls, that's interviews before I hire them, mm -hmm. that's making sure that they understand the project and I believe, because there's a lot of fakers out there. Well, right? no question. You're gonna have some some folks from the Philippines that are that $5 an hour looks like a really good rate to them and they're gonna jump on that and you're gonna be like, wow, I can get this done for five bucks. Probably you wanna skip on that one. Right? You probably well, maybe, wanna... maybe not, but again, depending on that's the project right, right. and, and the skill level needed, but th those are the things you should do. You have to, to look at. To look at. To, to make it more successful successful for you in the long term. Yeah, and the, the other thing with, with Upwork that, that I really like, one is escrow money, 
And two is communication platform. Mm-hmm. So you can upload files and your comments back and forth. They want you to. I mean, they really push that. They really push. And they should, because that's where that, they're making their money. They don't want you to take that freelancer off the off platform. Off the platform. That's right. Yeah, no question. No question. Any other any other platforms? We, we, we mentioned when we were kind of talking before the show, uh, Mechanical Turk from Amazon. And, and it's really not a recommendation per se, at least for me. Right. You have more experience there, but... I just, just get excited. Be, I just, just get be aware of it. So just real briefly, we're running out of time. Right. Give, give us a little background on Mechanical Turk. So MTurk is a is a site that um, most of the large companies are using today. And what they'll do is they'll take a thousand pictures or a million pictures and they'll upload it to MTurk. And then humans go and they rank those pictures or they do quizzes or they do surveys. And then they spit that data back out. The whole principle behind MTurks is submit some very defined work that can be individualized. So if you had them analyze hey, I want to go get contacts for this kind of industry and I want 500 contacts that have a 90% accuracy rating. You could submit that to MTurks and say, I only want to spend $20 and it would take more time or you want to spend $300 and get it back tomorrow. Ultimately, it's just a whole bunch of humans behind this very um, task-driven system. Mm -hmm. It's hard to conceptualize, but it is going to be critically important down the stretch. So like Steve, I don't really recommend it today, but I, I recommend you at least looking at it. Like I told my IT guy last Friday, I was like, I want you to come back next week and I want you to explain to me what MTurks is. <laughs> um, and so it, it is, there's just a lot of capabilities out there, guys. Keep your keep your ears open, your eyes open, and, and don't be afraid to try stuff like Steve said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully you've gotten an idea that there are ways to get things done that are less expensive or inexpensive and can move you forward on your goals. And they're here now. And they're here now, right? All of this, everything we've talked about has been around a while. They're well known. uh, They're vetted. All of those kinds of things. You can go to Fiverr. There's a project in your brain, I know, that you wish you could get done. If that's a video, if that's a soundbite, if that's an infographic, you could go to Fiverr right now. You go to Upwork right now. At least sign up for the platform. Take a look around it. See what's there. Because if you understand that, you enhance the capabilities of your whole organization just like that. It's very quick. Absolutely. And I think, Ryan, with that, there we go. We'll, we'll make this a wrap. All right. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, remember, if you have any questions, comments, email us at digitalbroker at useindio.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Digital Broker with Steve and Ryan. Let us know what you think and send us your questions by emailing us at digitalbroker at useindio.com. That's U-S-E-I-N-D-I-O. Also, please leave us a review on whatever platform you use to get this podcast. It really does help. Thanks, and have a great day. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Please send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio provides insurance agents and brokers a fully digital application, renewal, and accord submission process, creating a first-rate client experience. With less time needed to collect, rekey, and process applications, agencies using Indio can deliver more value to their clients. To learn more, go to www.useindio.com.